The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice with bands such as Simon Fraser University, Inverarian District, and many, many more playing G1 products. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. Woo! And I'm, yeah, I'm back in the Big Rab Show studio. It's actually really nice to be back. <laughs> it seems to be I've been running about like a lunatic this last few weeks. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the very popular podcast last week. A lot of you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, of course, on the ground coverage from the Kids with Cancer Charity Night. And I'm just about getting my breath back, to be honest. Um, what an incredible event, and again, I have to stress uh, a th- massive thank you to Gary Smith and to all of the organising team who worked tirelessly to put that thing together. What a night. It was simply insane. And um, we still have yet to get a total, actually. Um, I was chatting to Gary Smith just at the very start of the week there, asking him, has he got a, a total for the amount of money raised yet? And so far, no. He's still totting up everything that's coming in. So... Yes, for those of you who are interested, just how much money was raised at that event, don't worry, we will get a total for you, uh, but not within the next week or two, because money is still rolling in. There you go. Well, let's get into it. First of all, welcome! We are the show for the bagpiping folks, so if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Dedicated to everything from the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, solo piping, or even our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Ah, it's good to be back, even to, even just to do that intro, you know, instead of standing outside a practice room with Stuart Little and people playing in your ear and you're completely distracted. I don't know if you guys actually like that, you know what I mean, the on-the-ground stuff, uh, because... Sometimes I actually listened back to the Kids With Cancer one and I sounded distracted the entire time because it was. I was too busy enjoying myself and then realizing, crap, I have a podcast to do. (laughs) So, hey, for those of you guys who enjoyed it, thank you. And for everyone who's enjoyed all the exclusive Patreon stuff that's up there as well. You're welcome. And yes, if you are interested in what we managed to put together for our Patreon faithful, then head along. Big Rab Show on Patreon! And go and click that support button. And for five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of exclusive stuff back there. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, there's a lot of very cool stuff. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, if you'd like to help support the show, you can. Do check us out on Patreon and be part of the Patreon faithful. Like I just said, five bucks a month and you do get your hands on tons of extra stuff. And like I said earlier, we have big plans for Patreon coming forward into 2020 it's going to be a big year to be a part of our patreon faithful so there you go it's worth considering but for those of you who don't want to help support the show don't worry we will continue to produce the rap show podcast each and every week free of charge you can download it and take it with you wherever you may be right let's get into the domestics first of all a load of people actually have been asking about rap show merch and the reasons why we stopped making it well 
there's many different reasons behind it, but the crux of it is is that we're no longer selling Rab Show merch. Everyone seems to be quite upset about this. Uh, people saying, oh, I went to the rabshow.com to get a hoodie, but I can't get one anymore. What's the, what's the deal? Well, we've been telling you now for months, even run the run-up to Christmas, that we will be closing our online store, and it's now closed. You can no longer get Rab Show merch. You can't get a hoodie, you can't get t-shirts, you can't get any of that stuff. So, will we be relaunching it in the future with a whole new line and all that kind of stuff? Don't know, to be honest. That, yeah, we've yet to figure that out. Um, it has been suggested by some listeners of the show that perhaps we should delve into the world of uh, perhaps a big Rab Show mug. Or a big rab show, I don't know. Uh, I'm a tea drinker, you see. Each and every podcast, I drink tea. So do you think it would be cool to get a big rab show cup of tea? Do you know what I mean? A big cup to put your tea on? I don't know, but yeah, let me know what you think, guys. If you would be interested in getting some Rab Show merch coming into 2020, then let us know. Um, You know, because obviously we've had our line of merchandise of now has been up there on therabshow.com for about two years now. So we decided to take it down. It's been up there for long enough. You know, you guys have had a great chance to grab all the stuff when you can, and you did. And thank you to everyone who's purchased stuff. So if anything, it makes it kind of... Cool that you've now purchased something that's no longer available. Hey, look at me. I'm rocking my Rab Show merch. Can't get this anymore. So, <laughs> so there you go. Food for thought. If you are interested in Rab Show merch, then definitely let us know. And who knows? In the future, we may start looking into getting another relaunched line of Rab Show merchandise. But, yeah, for now, the time being, uh, nah. We're not, been, not opening the store anytime soon. Okay, uh, don't forget also to help support those who support us, namely Rhythm Monster. For those of you who are interested in saving a bit of money, then of course use our promo code. If you are thinking of signing up with Rhythm Monster, be it for a year or a monthly subscription, then definitely use our promo code, which is Big Rab Monster. Whenever you're at the checkout, just type it in, Big Rab Monster. There's a little thing down there that says... Um, uh, promo code or promotion code or something like that just type it in big rab monster and just from listening to the podcast you get to save 10 percent on your sign up fee which is brilliant whenever you consider signing up for a year you know 10 percent good lick of money so hey save some dough just by listening to the podcast type in our promo code and hey save some money also don't forget our special promotion with the piper's dojo which is still ongoing at the moment however may be closing shortly uh, so yeah heading over there bigrabshow.com forward slash dojo where you can take dojo premium for 30 days for just one dollar so we're calling it a bit of a test drive you can take it for a spin and that ticks the paywall off everything so you have access to all your live lessons your message board groups all of your social media facebooky stuff and all of that just for one dollar you have access to everything and if after 30 days you don't like it, then hey, nothing lost. But hey, you know, it's a great opportunity to see just the wealth of content that the guys at the Piper's Dojo have there. And trust me, once you get 30 days under your belt, your playing will improve, for one. Plus, you'll be addicted as well. It's just seriously incredible service for online tuition for Piper's. Definitely worth checking out. So there you go. com forward slash dojo. Okay, promotions and saving money and all that stuff aside, yeah, I need to point you in the direction of the Big Rab Show YouTube channel. Recently, we have received a little bit of a bump in numbers. I think we're now sitting at about 700-odd, something like that, subscribers. But we do want to hit that magic number of 1,000. Now, I've explained this before. 
The reason being why we want to hit 1,000 is because then once it hits that magic number, then YouTube, the company, and the website open all sorts of doors for us as far as all the bells and whistles of their website and allows us to be able to achieve so much more amazing content for you guys. Now, we're talking live streaming, 8K video with Dolby surround sound, all this kind of stuff is limited and restricted to anyone who has subscribership under 1,000 members. So we need over 1,000 subscribers to open the door so we can bring you guys some of the highest quality piping and drumming possible. So if you haven't already, please do consider heading over there onto YouTube, find the Big Rab Show channel, and click that subscribe button. Honestly, I know everyone in the YouTube world and the social media world is constantly telling you, oh, subscribe and hit the like button and do all that sort of stuff. But honestly, really open the doors for us as far as piping content goes. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to up our content game and trying to improve our quality. And at the minute, we're kind of restricted. We can't do that because YouTube won't open the door. YouTube, let us in. It's the Big Rab Show. Yeah, so if you can, please do consider clicking subscribe. And then, yeah, who knows? We'll hit that magic number. And then just wait till you see what we've got planned. (laughs) Oh, I wish I could tell you as well. Uh, But I have to keep my cards close to my chest in case it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we honestly have some huge plans for a youtube channel so go over there subscribe be a part of the magic and yeah i'm very excited for what we have planned for youtube Woo! very excited indeed all right each and every episode especially this last few weeks actually we have not opened the doors to listener mail yeah, we've had very little in the way of listener mail uh, over this past few weeks because we've been gallivanting around the country and doing different events and things, all of that. So this time I get a chance to sit down and actually read emails. So let's go through some of them first of all. Uh, so our email address as always is bigrabshow at gmail.com. Uh, so let's get into it. This one's from Mark uh, Rosbach. Yeah, he says, Hey Rab, I'm in a grade five band over here in New England. We're about to purchase new chanters for the band and I'm looking for some advice. We usually tune to 475 and do about half of our parades in fairly cold weather, like Christmas or St. Patrick's Day. Any advice from you or your listeners would be greatly appreciated. Cheers, Mark. And he plays in a Brian Brew pipe band. Now, as far as Brian Brew pipe bands are concerned and your choice of chanter, you know, are you playing Brian Brew chanters? Or are you playing standard chanters like we would have in a competition bands or, you know, bands like that? As for tuning to 475, I honestly don't know where bands are tuning nowadays. And that's me just holding my hands up and being a stupid drummer. (laughs) I honestly don't know, you know, what hurts, you know, bands are tuning to at the moment. As far as drumsticks are concerned, I know that most sticks that I use are pitched at 443. (laughs) Believe it or not, yes, drumsticks can be pitched as well. So, yeah, I normally pitch my sticks at 443 or 442, around there, something like that. They're normally nice and sharp. Anyway, I'm being very geeky over drumsticks. But, yeah, I'll throw this open to the listeners, actually. If anybody out there has advice for Mark, who is in the process of purchasing new channels for his band, and they do tune around 475 around that mark, I do think I do remember back... uh, I don't know, back in the early 2000s, I played in a band that was chilling around 480. Around there, I think that's the magic number. So, I don't know. You guys can let me know. Uh, you pipers out there, it's bound to be screaming at your podcast player right now going, Rob, come on, we tune to four, whatever it is. Just 
yeah, you can let us know if you have any advice for Mark, if there's any particular channel out there, of course, that you would recommend. Of course, ourselves here on the Rab Show, we would recommend G1. Go on, G1. Especially their new Elite series, which is simply brilliant. Anyway, so that could be worth considering, Mark. But there you go. 475 and playing in cold and clement weather. Mm, don't know. You have a range of choices there, to be honest. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so that's my very quick and very short answer. I don't know. But I'll throw it open to you guys, the listeners. You can email us in the advice for Mark if you have it. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Okay, I have another one. Uh, let me see, this one came in from Mary. Hi, Mary. It says, hi, Rab and the rest of the Big Rab Show team. I hope you're doing well. I've caught up on about six Big Rab Show podcasts in the last two days. What? <laughs> wow, six podcasts in two days. That's some power listening right there, Mary. Uh, she said, listening away from the microphone so I can shout. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You've been awesome. Uh, So, I heard you mention that you've closed your merchandise shop, but might open it again, potentially with a wider range of items than just clothes. Yes, that's very true, Mary, and we've just mentioned it at the start of the show. Uh, So, here's my suggestion. Big Rab Show mugs. See? I just just said that. Wow, that's weird. I just said that, Mary. Uh, Yeah, Big Rab Show mugs with the slogan, Time for a Big Cup of Tea. Yes! Of course. That, see cracking idea and then she goes on to say uh, I have no idea how feasible this is but I thought I'd throw in my two cents thank you Mary and do you know what I think there's, a, there's an email actually from Mary later on that I'm going to read but see the idea about mugs what an idea I honestly think it's a cracking idea um, but have not the first idea where to go to to get mugs and that sorted I, I'm okay with clothing and things like that but mugs I don't know but I will certainly look into that Mary that's a cracking idea Okay, ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, as you guys know, we have had a bit of a challenge. And this challenge is currently ongoing. Yes, the Big Rab Show, hard pipe. Thanks to Eric Evanhouse. Uh, what an incredible tune. And I'm still loving it. I don't know. Each and every time I hear it, it just gives me the goosebumps. Do you know what I mean? Just to think that that's the Big Rab Show Hornpipe. Now, of course, Eric Evanhouse composed the original. Then after that, we had Kerry McQuillan from Boghall and Bathgate, who... Yeah, composed his drum score. And we had that all sorts of awesomeness. Then we had Andrew Dye, who managed to reconfigure the whole thing and rearrange it and change it entirely, which was just incredible. Shout out to Honey Boo Boo. You're awesome. And then after that, we had Andrew Heineke, who had his drum score to Andrew Dye's tune. Are you getting the picture here? It's just continuing to grow and grow and grow as more people tick up the Big Rab Show Challenge. Now... The reason why I'm mentioning it again on this week's podcast is because of Andrew Brody. Andrew is a legend. Now, wait till you hear what Andrew has done with the Big Rab Show podcast. Now, overall, the prize for this. The challenge was out there for you guys to play it. It's a difficult tune. It isn't easy. But it was also for you guys to be creative with it. You know, just have fun with it. Play it with an orchestra, a rock band, or whatever you guys want to do. Have at it, have fun. Now, you heard on the Kids with Cancer charity night that we chatted with Karen McQuillan, and he actually said he was working on some things as well for the Rab Show Hornpipe, so looking forward to that. Care, by the way, dead excited. But Andrew has sent in a version. Now, yeah, whenever you consider what the prize at the end of this is, then first of all, we'll listen to Andrew's tune and what he's done with it, 
and then we'll talk about the prize and what the end result will be. So here you go. You guys can have a listen to this. This is Andrew Brodel, and uh, what an incredible arrangement of the Big Rab Show Hornpipe. What did I tell you? Isn't that incredible? Oh, it's simply brilliant. I'm loving this. I'm loving how creative people can be with this. It's just simply the best thing ever. Now, the whole idea in this challenge is, yes, it's a difficult tune. It's not easy to play, and that's challenging in itself. But also, the ability to send in a recording of your composition, whatever it may be, may well become our brand new theme tune to our podcast. Now, of course, for this last, I don't know how many years now, we have been playing in Vararian District as our intro and our outro. What we want to do is we want to shake things up and change it. But we want you guys to be a part of it as well. So, for that being said, we are still waiting and hoping that there will be more entries into this competition. And then, at the end of it all, we will eventually close the doors. And before the season kicks off, possibly in May, we'll let you guys decide on your favourite version. And once that's been decided, then that will become the new theme tune for the Big Rab Show podcast. So each and every episode, you'll get to hear that particular version of the Rab Show Hornpipe. Now, that's an incredible prize, you know, to be able to say that you're playing at the start and end of every podcast. That's quite that's quite cool right there. That's quite awesome. So, there you go. If you do fancy taking up the challenge, then please do. Our tune is up there. It's everywhere over social media. And if you do want a copy of it, by the way, we do have it. We've uploaded the music for it countless times. But, yeah, you can email us. BigRabShow at gmail.com is the email address. And, uh, as always... Be creative with it. Just have fun with it. Throw a three-part harmony on there. You know, I, I don't know. Play it with a barbershop quartet or pff, a banjo and a ukulele. I, I don't know. Just have at it. Have fun with it. That's the whole point. It's supposed to be fun. Have a bit of crack with it. And do you know what I'm still waiting on? And something that I think would really make my heart skip a jump is if I heard a band playing it. If I heard a band playing the Rab Show Hornpipe. Oop. Baby, I think that'll be all sorts of interesting. Mm. Anyway, that is still happening then. The Rab Show Challenge is still ongoing. So, yeah, you guys can have fun with it. There you go. <laughs> and thank you, Andrew, for that incredible version. And In fact, that's been stuck in my head since you said it to me, mate. So, yeah, fantastic stuff. All right. On to another email. This one came in from Aaron Kimsey. Aaron, what about you? He said, Hi, Rab. Thank you for the advice you give me for my piping talk that I gave on February 15th. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, yeah, hi. Well, yeah, I wonder how it went. Hopefully he tells me in the email. I thought it went smoothly. However, I ended up talking way past the 30 minutes that I was given because there was so much to talk about. Given that it was a wide-ranging topic and exposure to bagpipes and piping in Iowa is very limited. 
I do think that everyone came away with a greater appreciation about bagpipes and piping in general. They, the Methodist men's group, now know that there is more to bagpipes than slapping the bag and playing Amazing Grace. (laughs) Good. Overall, I think it was a very fun talk to give three different groups have and three different groups have already shown interest in me presenting this wonderful instrument to their groups awesome stuff all the best Aaron. now Aaron's actually managed to include a copy of his presentation uh all talking about piping and drumming and all the rest and it's very interesting Aaron. good work sir and i'm glad us and the rab show were able to help in some small way there you go awesome i hope some of the guys at the talk actually are now listening to the podcast so hello newcomers <laughs> anyway, flying on, we've got another email here from Chris Shepard. He said, good morning, Rab. Is it morning right now? It's not right now when I'm recording this, but anyway. Yeah, hello, Rab. Another indoor competition is in the bag, so to speak. This year, we pleasantly surprised with the turnout as the front desk manager informed us that normally we're close to 55 competitors, but this year, a total entry ended up of 87. Ooh. Now, this is the... This was the indoor competition that Chris Shepard was telling us about not too long ago. Interesting stuff. So you had an entry of 87 competitors. Nice. So things ran very smoothly in a very successful event, even if he says so himself. Now, he has handed me the results from this competition as well. So, of course, I'm not going to sit and read lists, unfortunately, Chris. But, yes, that will be published out there on the Big Rab Show Facebook page, as always. So there you go. That's interesting, actually. Hmm. So I'm glad that that went very well for you. That's fantastic stuff. All right, let's read Mary's email before we get out of listener mail and into some actual piping news. Uh, so, hey, Rab, it's Mary again. Hello, Mary. So just wanted to say hi that I really enjoyed your past two episodes of the podcast. Ah, uh, thanks, Mary. I appreciate that. So I always love the on-the-ground reports that include music and interviews. They really make me feel like I'm part of the event myself instead of sitting at my desk and work. Do you know what, Mary, actually, that is good to hear. I, I actually do worry whenever I put podcasts like that out there with me being on the ground and talking to people and getting recordings and stuff. Sometimes I'm very wary if they work. Does that make any sense? You know, because I am aware that a lot of people listen to the podcast while traveling, while driving, or while at work, or, you know, doing the hoovering and the dishes at home, do you know? Um, so sometimes I'm just worried, you know... Does the podcast come across well whenever it's live on the ground like that? And I'm recording interviews on the fly, so to speak. It's not a proper sit-down chat with someone with an actual mic in their hand and all the rest. I I don't know. But it's really good to know, Mary. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, She says, I also really liked hearing from your wife, Sarah. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, I really enjoyed hearing from your wife, Sarah. It was interesting to hear, see her practical perspective provide a counterpoint to your boundless enthusiasm for all things in the pipe band world and how you two managed to strike a balance. That's very true. I'm ultra positive about the pipe band world and my wife would be cynical, I think. Maybe not ultra positive, but cynical. Um, I also wholeheartedly agree with her on the explanation on why the pipe band world, particularly in higher grades, is male-dominated. The issue seems to be that not, that not so much pipe bands specifically, but society as a whole expects women to be the caregivers in a family. This is not to say things aren't changing and that it isn't totally possible for a woman to go off to practices and competitions and leave her husband with the kids. 
but she's still likely to receive more judgment than a man would in the same situation. Keep up the great work, Mary. Thank you, Mary. And do you know what? There's been a lot of commentary, actually, following Sarah's interview on that very topic, you know, uh, about women and the whole thing about being male-dominated. In fact, there was another uh, bit of listener mail that we got from Dave Stevenson. After listening to this week's podcast, I think Sarah needs one of these for putting up with Rab. And there's a photograph of a medal. Uh, but we thank you, Rab, for all the hard work that you do uh, and for all the show and everything. And uh, But yeah, congratulations to Sarah. Maybe there should be an award in the Big Rab Show Awards for Most Deserving Band Wife. Mm, I don't know about that, Dave. But... but <laughs> Yeah, that episode proved to be very popular, and thank you to everyone. Sarah was actually quite nervous recording that. Uh, She was quite reluctant, actually, to come on mic and actually start talking about stuff like this, uh, because she is aware, you know, of how kind of wide-ranging and kind of how big the audience is. So she felt a bit overwhelmed and took a while for her to actually sit down and get recorded a podcast with her but hey it's been one of her most popular episodes this last while and you guys really seem to enjoy it so if you haven't heard it yet go back you can check it out in our back catalogue that uh, chat an interview that i done with my missus mrs big rab there you go so yeah good fun and actually yeah did delve into some hard-hitting topics like sexism and obviously how the piping world is a male-dominated game and what's it like to be a woman involved in competitive piping and drumming and how you know or are there any additional kind of obstacles in place for women and clearly in that conversation uh my my wife actually you know pointed out quite a few and to be fair i had to agree with her so yeah who knows we may explore this as another future topic of the week Hmm, interesting stuff. Thank you, Mary, for your email. And to you guys out there, honestly, we say it on each and every podcast, we are the show for the piping folk. So that's you guys. We need your emails, your commentary, all of that sort of stuff. This really is the lifeblood of the show. If you guys don't get in contact with us, then, you know, it's a one-way conversation. It's me sitting here talking and you guys not really interacting. Do you know what I mean? So, yes, if you can and if you have any thoughts at all, then send us in an email, bigrabshow at gmail.com or, of course, you can reach us on our social media, Big Rab Show on Facebook and Twitter and all that nonsense. Yeah, we're only a hop, skip and a jump away. Definitely get in contact with us about anything on the show that you've heard or even a possible suggested topic of the week. This week's topic of the week, actually, the title of this week's episode, is inspired by an email received from a good friend of the show. So we'll actually, we'll fly into that after the piping news. Right, let's get into some actual piping news. And as always, there's quite a bit of it. So we're going to do our best to get through all of this within the space allowed for an episode. If anything, I have to give a shout out to my fellow podcasters who've recently been knocking it out of the park. Go on, you bunch of legends. <laughs> yeah, can I say the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast, those guys, oh my word, that they are two episodes in, but dang are those two episodes absolute clinkers. Yeah, if you haven't checked out episode two of the Up to the Line podcast yet, go have a listen to it right now. I don't even mind if you hit this one on pause and go and listen to theirs first. Trust me, it is a doozy. It's a real cracker. And they've got, a, I think, an interview with Anne Spaulding as well, which is simply brilliant. Uh, so shout out to Steve, Stuart and Scott. You guys are awesome. Absolutely brilliant. I am a total fan of the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast. So definitely worth checking out. Also, the guys at Chanter Rant. Yeah, believe it or not, 
Yeah, I know. As always, listener discretion is advised and it's not for the faint-hearted and it's definitely not for the kiddos. Adults only, please. Um, but, yeah, they, they have been knocking it out of the park too. In fact, this last episode where Josh sat and chatted with a friend of his uh, who was a Liverpudlian. I uh, can't remember his name now. Sorry, this is shocking. But I never laughed so hard in my life. It was absolutely hysterical. They talked all about piping and drumming, how this guy was involved in bands here in Northern Ireland and dropped quite a few names of people I know personally and how he used to play with them in bands back in the day and told quite a few, you know, horrific pipe band stories and very, very funny. Uh, so shout out to Chandler Rant. Again, not for the faint-hearted. Listener discretion is advised, but... Dang, was that funny. <laughs> awesome stuff. So shout out to Chandler Rant. Now, flying on, let's go into the piping news. Now, that an event that I have already mentioned, but it's just around the corner, so I want to draw your attention to it again. This is called Tunes for the Trust. This is for the Ailey McLeod Memorial Trust, and it's being held in the National Piping Centre. It's being hosted by Fergus Bryce. I've mentioned this before, and this is on Friday the 13th of March. Doors open at half seven and has some incredible piping acts on there, including... Bradley Parker. Yeah, Bradley Parker will be performing at this along with a five-piece band, I think. So, yeah, this event is going to be one to get to. Plus, you'll help raise some money for an incredible trust. Uh, definitely worth getting to. So, again, 13th of March in the National Piping Centre in Glasgow. Yeah, and I think uh, tickets are available now currently on the Eventbrite website, or you can get them through social media and stuff. Uh, just follow the details and you can get a hold of them. So, thanks to Fergus. This event's going to be all sorts of incredible. And uh, yeah, good luck, and I hope you raise tons of money for that. Awesome stuff. Speaking of events and gigs and things, Project Smoke. Now, you guys know I've been mentioning about Project Smoke for quite a bit now. Well, they've announced something quite exciting. They're actually coming to Ireland. Yay! Yeah, they're coming to Ireland as part of an Irish tour. Now, they, they, of course, Project Smoke feature the young trad musician of the year, Mr. Ali Levesque. What's not to love? So, yeah, Project Smoke are coming to Cavan, Limerick, Dublin, Galway, and, of course, Belfast. So, yeah, of course, there'll be no show without Punch. Ourselves, the Big Rab Show, we'll definitely have to get to this gig. So if you are interested, check out Project Smoke and their Irish tour. Now, speaking of Project Smoke, they've I've actually mentioned this before on previous Big Rab Shows, but their new album, Bayview, is available now. You can get it on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer, Title, YouTube, music, and even in the post. You can get it everywhere. And trust me, for piping fans, this is one that you will not want to miss. I've been listening to this bad boy now for the best part of a couple of weeks. And the playing on there is simply outstanding. So check out Project Smoke. That's S-M-O-K. For those of you, it's not spelt smoke like you would normally. Uh, so Project Smoke, go and check them out. And their brand new album, or their, sorry, their debut album, Bayview. I tell you, listen to at least two or three tracks of it. You will not be disappointed. Now, obviously, listening to a recording of them and going to see them live are two completely different experiences. So if you have the opportunity to go and see these guys at Project Smoking as part of their Irish tour, then definitely go. They're also supported, by the way, as Beanie Carmack. Carmack, I think. Yeah, I need to look into that. Uh, So, yeah, very exciting Irish tour coming up. And the guys... Clearly enjoying the launch of their new album and all the rest and heading it on tour. Alright, now recently, since the Big Rab Show, this past couple of weeks, we've been kind of 
had a couple of special episodes and stuff, we kind of neglected this news story that dropped about North Lanarkshire schools. Now, we did mention it, I think, briefly uh, before how North Lanarkshire Council was coming up against all sorts of financial troubles. And one of the possible solutions that was uh, talked about in the council chambers is that they were going to pull the funding for tuition for schools, you know, piping and drumming tuition in schools in the North Lanarkshire area, which would essentially pull the plug on our current world champions, North Lanarkshire. So, as you can imagine, everyone online was an uproar. Even ourselves in the Rab Show, we threw our weight behind it to point everyone towards a um, an online what do you call it petition, where I think at the end of it, it reached over fifteen to sixteen thousand signatures and stuff. It went crazy. So the amount of support and outpouring uh, from people online was incredible. And then, thankfully, yeah, following a recent council meeting. We have some good news. They are not pulling the plug from piping and drumming tuition in North Lanarkshire. Thank goodness they've seen sense. In fact, they were able to get savings from elsewhere throughout their council area. And uh, yeah, so they now are continuing with piping and drumming tuition in the North Lanarkshire area. And uh, I have to say, us in the Rab Show are breathing a sigh of relief. Because our current world champions are there thanks to the tireless work of all of the tutors in that area who are council funded. And yeah, it's just incredible to see that this will now continue. And the piping world will continue to thrive in the North Lanarkshire area. So thank you to all of our North Lanarkshire councillors. You guys deserve a pat on the back. Even though you did give us a bit of a scare there, guys. Hmm. But yeah, world champions, North Lanarkshire schools will be back again competing this incoming season. And yeah, their tuition program is safe and well. Thank goodness. All right. On to another news story then. The Colabaki solos are just around the corner. Believe it or not. Yeah, the solo season here in the UK is ramping up. And yeah, Saturday 4th of April in Colabaki High School. Or sorry, Colabaki College. Sorry, what did I call it? High School. Colabaki College. <laughs> it's just around the corner. April 4th. Doors open at half 10. Now, they are asking you to hand in all of your entry forms by... Uh, when is the closing date? Um, I can't see it here. There, but they do have a closing date. All of that information is available on the RSPBA website. There you go. Uh, so they do have entry fees. However, if you're wanting to enter, say, the novice chanter or pad, it's four quid. If you want to play in a P-Brook, however, A or B grades, tenor, stuff like that. So for all of your fees and deadlines and all playing requirements, blah, 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 check out the RSPBA website the northern ireland branch and yeah if you want to head to colabaki solos get that in your calendar the 4th of april and that's going to be all sorts of awesome okay the blackthorn piping society opens its doors again for the 18th of march which is a completely free event you can just walk in off the street and enjoy some incredible piping by some of the best in the piping game and this month is no different the 18th of march sees alan ferguson from matt uh Matt Boyd Memorial. What's wrong with me? See, I'm reading about four different things here. All right, so Alan Ferguson, of course, will be there, and he is the featured Blackthorn Piper for the month of March. Now, this is going to be all sorts of exciting because we all know Alan is quite a prolific uh, piper of note in the competitive world, but also solo piper extraordinaire. So definitely worth checking that out. And like I said, it's free. Just head along to the Discover Ulster Scott Centre on the 18th of March and just dander in through the door. And yeah. You'd be entertained for at least three, four hours worth of piping goodness. Awesome stuff. 
Now, there is a piping recital that's going to be happening in the Inverary. In, in Inverary! Yeah, this will be held on the 17th of April. And, yeah, featuring, obviously, it's going to be members of Inverary in there. We have Murray Henderson, Bruce Hitchens, Alistair Henderson and Stuart Little. All sorts of awesome. Now, for the more information, of course, you can go to inverarypipeandworkshop.co.uk. There you are. And that's happening on the 17th of April. Speaking of Inverary, you may well have seen the news by now. I think there isn't anyone who hasn't. Inverary Industries have been finally announced as being the feature act at the pre-Worlds concert, as we affectionately know it as, on the 12th of August in the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall, thanks to Glasgow Sky Association Pipe Band. The mighty Inverary will be hitting the stage, and they're calling it A Night in That Land. Now... I keep studying this title, thinking that Inverary are trying to give us a little clue or something to give us an idea as to what's going to be happening on stage. Like, for instance, we had uh, Shots and Dykehead and their Rise concert, and that was them rising to the worlds and, you know, coming on with a gusto kind of thing. And we also had, you know, Phil Marshall and all of that. Come on, a night in that land... That's a very unusual title. Very unusual. But, hey, it has me all sorts of intrigued. Whenever you look at the poster as well, you could see, you could see the hills and glens and a lovely lock and everything and a little bit of Inverary kind of tartan in there. It's lovely. Very lovely poster, but tells us absolutely nothing. And there's a night sky and there's mist rising off the water and everything. Very nice, but tells us nothing in Verary. So, yeah, a night in that land, in Verary District, in concert. I'm going to be all sorts of excited for this. 12th of August. And I think, according to Glasgow Sky Association Pipe Band, 60% of the tickets are already gone. Which is insane. (laughs) That's crazy. In fact, I think this is possibly the fastest I've ever seen an event like this sell. So, yeah, honestly, folks, if you're listening to this now and you're planning to go to this, grab tickets for it now. (laughs) Because it's looking like these puppies are going to fly out the door. Possibly we're looking at the end of February. We're not the end of March now. Possibly we're looking at the end of the March. End of March and these tickets could be gone. So you need to grab them now. Go along to the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall box office and go and grab them when you can. Or, of course, you can get them through Inverarian District's uh, website, which is idpb.co.uk. There you go, for more information on ticket sales. So, yeah, the pre-world concert's always huge, and it is always memorable and a line in the sand, as they say. And, um, yeah, I'm dead keen to see this. I can't wait for the concert. As yet, we've had very little in the way of rumour or talk about what's going to be happening on stage. Obviously, it's only March now. It's very early, but I am all sorts of happy for this. I can't wait to see Inverary in action. Very excited. Okay, shout out to Ross Ainsley. Now, we managed to give Ross a bit of a plug on the podcast not too long ago when he was talking about running a crowdfunding exercise for his new album called Vanna. Well, just to fill you guys in, he's managed it. Yeah, thanks to Indiegogo.com and you guys, the piping fans... Ali, or Ross Ainsley is my... <laughs> Ali, I was about to say Ali Hutton. Uh, Ross Ainsley has raised enough funds to in order for him to record his new album, Vanna. Now, once that actually happens, and when it gets released and everything, of course, we'll let you guys know. But suffice to say, Ross has come out to say a massive thank you to everyone who's given kind donations in order for him to record this. So, thank you, piping fans. You guys are awesome! 
and I can't wait to hear this new album of Ross Ainsley's. Ooh, all sorts of exciting, awesome stuff. Okay, the RSPBA. Our own pipe band association, believe it or not, came out with some useful news. They, yeah, they started a Facebook post saying, hi, friends. I let that sink in. On the 23rd of February, they were putting out some news of when everyone was to have their competition entries in. Because they were announcing that competition entries are now open. And they are. Yes, entries for the 2020 season are now open for all bands and drum majors. All your player requirements, all that sort of stuff. On your closing dates, your draw dates, your entries. And all of that can be found now on the RSPBA website. They have the full thing updated. Now... They have compiled the full list, even, you know, down to where you have to get your bus form so you can get a, bring a bus to the park even, to get it parked and all the rest. So all of this is now up on the RSPBA website and they're asking all band secretaries to go and check it out and make sure that your entry forms are in on time by the required deadline. For example, <clears throat> the British Championships being the first major in the season here in the UK, the entries for that close on the 8th of April. Alright, now that's not too long from now. So the 8th of April, make sure you have all your forms in, all your paperwork in order, so then your band can hit the grass at the British Championships. So there you go. That's for the first major in 2020. You need to get your entry forms in by the 8th of April. And the RSPBA have called us all friends. Hi, friends! So that's all sorts of awesome. Thank you, RSPBA. (laughs) Alright, moving on. Other news. Klaus Kelt Pipe Band. Yeah! are constantly in the piping news, I feel, this last while. They have launched a new website. Yes, they've launched a brand new website, kloskelt.co.uk. Very simple, but go and check it out. Trust me, <laughs> it's well worth a look. And now, this is ahead of Kloskelt's new foray into Grade 1, of course. So they've relaunched a brand new website, so definitely worth checking out. And uh, So, yeah, there you go. Go and check that out. Just a shameless plug for a new website. Now, also, I have to give a shout-out to the Music Service for Pipes and Drums here in Northern Ireland, who had uh, who hosted an evening with Stuart Little and Rory Grossart of Inverarian District, if you don't mind. Yeah, here in the Discover Ulster Scott Centre in Belfast, uh, we managed to hang out with Rory Grossart and Stuart Little, who were hanging out in Northern Ireland for the weekend. So, yeah, they were over, played a few tunes, had a question and answer session, and then went to Rafo the following day and had a bit of a session in an Irish bar over there too. So all sorts of fun had by the lads of Inverary. Now, I have to say, it was really interesting hanging out with Rory Grossart and Stuart Little. And, uh, yeah, even off mic and off camera and all the rest, it was great just chatting to the lads and seeing how things are going at Inverary. How Stuart's enjoying his off-season and preparation now for the incredible concert coming up. But I have to say, Stuart kept his cards very close to his chest and told me very little. uh, Because he knows who I am. And I would be way too excited and I would tell everybody, Oh, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, so I did behave myself. (laughs) It was an awesome event. So thanks again to the guys at the Music Service for Pipes and Drums. Uh, If you are interested, you can see videos of the performances up there on our Patreon page. They're up there. There's some exclusives up there. Uh, Plus, we managed to live stream a good portion of it on our Rab Show Facebook page. And, of course, on our YouTube channel. There's all sorts of footage and stuff from that event. So if you are interested in seeing what Stuart and Rory were up to, there you are. Okay. The Australian Nationals are just around the corner. Can I just say, so I think that's the 5th and 4th and 5th of April, I think. 
So this could be stuff that Rab got wrong. But yeah, the Australian Nationals are just around the corner. And I'm just reminding you guys that it's happening. Alright, because I know a lot of you guys living internationally, especially down in Australia, are busy in preparation. So actually, that's just over a month, I think. Yeah, when this is about to happen, the Australian Nationals. So I know a lot of bands currently are busy in preparation and actually attending various different events and stuff. Shout out to Hawthorne. Go on, Hawthorne! Yeah, you guys were in action, uh, breaking out a brand new MSR, I think, I believe. Yeah, looking at your social media stuff. So, yeah, a lot of bands down under are preparing furiously for the Nationals in Australia, and I'm all sorts of excited for it. I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, we have yet to have any news about whether this will be live-streamed or not. Hmm. But, yeah, once that happens and we do have confirmation whether it will be live-streamed, then we will let you know. The New Zealand Nationals, of course will be live streamed however yes now we did speak about this on a previous podcast we did tell you the new zealand nationals are coming up but we weren't sure if they were going to be live streamed or not but we now have official notification that they will be live streamed on brassband.com same as always this company comes through every time and i have to say i'm a massive fan so thank you to the guys at brassband.com who do an incredible job and this year again They're delighted to have Tyler Fry back with them as their presenter. So Tyler will be joined and uh, by Liam Kernahan, who was winner of multiple New Zealand Grade One championships. And uh, come on, this is going to be all sorts of off the chain. I can't wait. So the live broadcast itself starts on the Friday. The 13th of March, Friday the 13th, lucky for some. This will be the Grade 4A, Grade 4B and Grade 3 competitions. And the day will close with the juveniles then. So then on day 2, which will be Saturday 14th of March, you'll have your Street March competition plus your Grade 2 and Grade 1. So, there you are. Friday 13th, Saturday 14th, 13th and 14th of March. You want to be tuned in to BrassBand.com. Now, I have to say... These guys do an absolutely incredible job. The sound quality is second to none, as well as the visuals. The guys at Brass Band are, I don't know, they're they're giants in the live streaming game. I only wish we could hold a candle to them, uh, but they do a fantastic job of live streaming the Nationals. So we're looking forward to seeing them in New Zealand. So, But yeah, we do want to know, will you be going to Australia as well, guys? Hmm... Please. (laughs) So, yeah, we're dead keen to find that out if that's actually going to happen from the Australian Nationals. So, if anybody does know, please let us know. Drop us a line. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Okay, a couple of concerts, actually. I want to give a little plug, too. Uh, First one is Tully Lagan Pipe Band. Yeah! Our current Grade 3B World Champions are there holding a celebration concert. This will be in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown, Friday the 27th of March. And uh, <clears throat> top of the pile, guess who's doing compare at the event? Yep, it'll be me. I'll be there on stage introducing all of the different acts and talking to the bands and all that sort of stuff. So can't wait for that. Of course, on the night we have Tully Lag and Pipe Band themselves. We have Tullamore Silver Band. We have Dirty Lauren Flute Band. We have Cookstown Fife and Drum. We have Armas Drum Majors. Awesome stuff. We also have Crimson, Crimson Star Accordion Band. Plus, we have the Giants, Klaus Kelp. And this is possibly the first time we're going to see Klaus Kelp this season ahead of their own big concert, which is the next one I'm going to talk to you about. Saturday, the 18th of April. Remember, I keep talking to you about it. <laughs> Each and every week. Klaus Kelt 2020 Vision is going to be held in the Marketplace Theatre in Armagh on the 18th of April. 18th of April. 
18th of April. That'll come around in a blink, and I can't wait for it. Did I mention it was the 18th of April, where we have some bands such as Field Marshal, Klaus Kelt, St. Mary's Derry Trasna, Tully Lagan, Ocaran, Grantia, drum majors as well, and some Highland dancers. You need to get tickets for it. It's going to be an awesome, awesome event. I can't wait for it. So there you go. Shameless plug for Klaus Kelt Vision 2020. It's going to be brilliant. All right. Also, speaking of Tully Lagan, actually, I wanted to give them a wee bit of a plug and a mention on this week's podcast because they were quite successful at the recent Leinster solos. Go on, the lads. You. Awesome stuff. Yeah, Tully Lag and Pipe Band actually sent down a quite a, a good contingent to the Leinster Solos and they came back with quite a lot of silverware. Sam Purvis picked up first place in the under-14s. Margaret Hill came back with a first in the D-grade piping. Mark Warnock got a first place in the C-grade piping. Andrew Shilliday, or own Andrew Shilliday, awesome stuff, came away with a second place in the Open Peabrook. So fantastic stuff. And also shout out to William McFarnan who finished just outside of the prizes as well. So Tully Lagan clearly clearing up there and doing very well at the Leinster solos so congratulations guys well played good stuff uh, so if you are interested by the way I think we have uh, Sam Purvis's performance in the under 14s we have that up there on the Rab Show YouTube channel by the way okay another shameless plug and a shameless plug no doubt but shout out to Mark Kenny Stark yeah Mark Stark who used to be a former bass drummer with Inverarian District is now selling online bass drum lessons plus he's also uh, writing scores for bands who want them if you are interested by way of a shameless plug you can email him markstark at gmail.com that's m-a-r-k-k stark s-t-a-r-k at gmail.com so if you are interested in getting some bass drumming lessons from quite an awesome bass drummer and plenty of grade one experience with the mighty Inverary then yeah why not give him a shout and yeah you could you too could have your score written by a grade one champion winning bass drummer awesome stuff okay i have to give a shout to north texas caledonian pipes and drums go on the north texas you now, yes, they are my own band, and yes, I did play with them in Atlanta, and yes, they are absolutely awesome, and I love every one of them, and they're the best band ever in the whole world, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. But the reason why they're in the piping news this week is, yeah, North Texas made a bit of an announcement recently, that they have a brand new lead drummer. Go on! Well, who is it? Their new lead tipper this time round is Winston Murdoch. Winston Murdoch. Now, yeah, that name might sound familiar. Winston, of course, has been on our podcast many times before, and he's actually my travel partner for when I headed over to Stone Mountain. Winston, of course, is a resident of Northern Ireland, but he will be leading their Grade 4A drum corps this 2020 season. Leading the Grade 4 drum corps as well will be Christopher French. Go on, Chris, you legend. So there you are. Both players between them have, you know, loads of... uh, you know, experience and success with other bands. Winston uh, obviously now will be travelling across each and every month, I think, from Belfast to go and rehearse with the drum corps and get them into shape and everything for this incoming season. So, awesome stuff. So, shout out to Winston. Congratulations on your new appointment. Does that mean that, Winston, you're now technically my new lead drummer? Hmm, there you go. I'll have to behave myself now. Uh, So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to say, congratulations to Winston Murdoch. He's a standout, standout guy, and he really looked after me very well when I was in Atlanta. And the, he actually taught me the ways of the Waffle House. <sighs> 
Yeah, and I think Jeremy was the one who introduced me to the chicken wings and hooters. That's another story altogether. Uh, we'll, we'll probably never see the light of day on the podcast, but it's very, very funny. Uh, but <clears throat> anyway, yes, shout out to Winston, brand new lead drummer of the North Texas Caledonia. You guys, uh, yeah, rolling into 2020. It's going to be very interesting to seeing you guys on the grass. Awesome stuff. All right, and I need to mention the Kingdom Thistle Piping and Drumming solo event that's going to be happening very soon. This will be on Saturday the 4th in Loch Gilly High School in Fife. Now, they are asking you to go to kingdomthistle.com for your entry pack where it's now available. It tells you all about your playing requirements, all of that sort of stuff. Everything is up there now on kingdomthistle.com. So if you are interested in entering the Kingdom Thistle uh, solos, which will be held in Loch Gilly High School, Get yourself over there, kingdomthistle.com, and get your entry forms in now when you can. There you go. There you go. All right. Shout out to the city of Chicago, Pipe Band. Go on, Chicago. Now, of course, I was all sorts of jealous whenever I was talking about their party in plaid event, which just looked to be the best crack, and I wish I could have went to her. But, yes, it's happened, and it's now behind us. But, yeah, the City of Chicago Pipe Band actually managed to unveil quite a lot of new material that they performed at this event. And I have to say, listening to the City of Chicago, their Grade 3 MSR... Ooh, baby, that's some good stuff right there. Now, considering this is the 2nd of March, and, you know, we've quite a ways to go, and I do think City of Chicago is coming to the world this year. I might, that could be stuff that Rab got wrong. Uh, but, hey, if these guys were, you know, they're carrying a big sound right now, actually. So, there you go. You can go and check out City of Chicago Pipe Band on their social media. They've uploaded some of the videos of the performances from the Party and Plaid event. And trust me, go and have a listen to this. They're playing in concert formation, so you don't really get the flavour of what they'll sound like in competition circle. But, the, ooh, this is really interesting. City of Chicago Pipe Band and their Grade 3 MSR is the one that really drew my attention. Go and have a listen to that MSR set by the City of Chicago Pipe Band. Outstanding stuff, actually. And me as a drummer, of course, I would listen to the drums, but it's, uh, yeah... Just the ensemble, the performance, and the tone. The tone, boys. The tone. Awesome stuff. Yeah, City of Chicago, you guys clearly knocked it out of the park at your Party and Plaid event. Awesome stuff. Very much enjoyed. Thank you. Okay. Now, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we have put it out there on social media, and we have done for this last number of weeks, that we need volunteers. Now, we've said this time and time again, and as yet, we've got very little in the way of help, unfortunately. Ourselves here in the Big Rab Show team, obviously rolling into 2020, we want to try and cover as many competitions as possible here in the UK. And we cannot do it alone. We do need your help. So if you would like to be part of the Big Rab Show team, if you have experience in the bagpiping world and that of social media and you know how to operate a, f- a smartphone, then definitely get in contact with us. We, ha- we want to cover each and every competition, be it all the performances, the results and all that sort of stuff. If you would like to help us on the Rab Show team, and yeah, there are some certain perks, you know, but they could be in a part of the Rab Show team, not going to lie. You know, you do get certain accesses, uh, you know, whereas ordinary members of the public may not get. So, you know, you may, if you're standing there with the Rab Show hood and you're filming stuff, members of the public are like, oh, hey, you're part of the team. Here, come on, you take my spot here. You know, the members of the public are be really nice, you know. So, hey, if you want to be a part of the Rab Show team, 
definitely get in contact with us because we desperately need your help. Biggrabshow at gmail.com is our email address. Please do get in contact with us if you can help at all for any of the Northern Ireland season, specifically here in Northern Ireland where we need your help. Please do get in contact with us. We are very keen to hear from anyone who has experience in the piping world and has, yeah, any spare time at all or any capacity that could help us on the Rab Show team. We're very keen to hear from you. There you go. All right, flying on to another little bit of piping news. I'm not going to dwell on this one, but I'm going to let you guys go and check it out for yourselves. Pipesdrums.com. This past week in yeah early March have published two different articles, which are part one and part two, that have been written by Tyler Fry. Now, he believes that the pipe band world is now at a current crossroads, and the timing of this article couldn't be at a better time. Whenever you consider... The AGM, the RSPBA annual general meeting, is coming around the corner. This article really does, yeah, it's very thought-provoking, I'll say that. You can read this article at your leisure. I'm not going to go into it verbatim here on the podcast, but trust me, you will not be wasting your time by reading this. It's very interesting, and Tyler has some real insight into the piping world. As you guys know, Tyler Fry is quite famous in the bagpiping world, especially the tenor drumming world. And yeah, he has some really interesting commentary on the current state of the bagpiping world, especially the competitive world, and our own RSPBA. So yeah, go and have a look at it. Pipesdrums.com, there is part one on part two and part one's called now is the time so i think you get the idea of what could be in that article so considering that the agm is just around the corner and that's possibly another topic of the week right there uh <laughs> go and check out these two articles published by pipestrums.com very interesting read indeed and uh yeah shout out to tyler thank you very very interesting stuff and mm, yeah i will be kind of digesting these over maybe a week or so before i actually talk about it in depth but for now go and do your homework go to pipestrums.com go and have a look at those articles you'll not regret it very very interesting stuff okay i know that sounded very cryptic there didn't it yeah but yeah you should maybe go and have a look at them okay the 70th ulster solos you the entries for which are now open and they're asking you to get your entry forms in of course as always go to rspbani.org get your entry forms in as soon as you can basically so yeah you can email the uh branch secretary which is danielle mccartney at rspbani.org of course or of course you can go through the website rspbani.org just look at the soloist tab the 70th ulster solos not long actually until they're just around the corner whenever you consider callbackies coming up shortly so the, the ulsters are normally straight after so if you are interested in signing up for the ulsters then definitely get your entry form in and get it in now when you can Okay, another little bit of piping news. I know, I'm sure you guys are sick of it by now. Piping news, goodness sake, grab. How much can happen in a week? Trust me, there's a lot. The piping world never stops and never do we. Now, there is a very interesting job opportunity. Now, this is available for everyone internationally or even living locally. The Western Australian Police Pipe Bane. Or, that's a terrible accent, Rob. Never do that again. Yeah, the Western Australian Police Pipe Band are looking for a new pipe major. Now, this is actually seen as a government post, so it is a paid role. You are, you know, you're supposed to be working, you know, you're given set hours, you're giving annual leave, you're, you know, know, it's a proper government job. Now, what makes it interesting is the requirements and the application process and all of that. It's very interesting, actually, how they go about appointing a pipe major 
you know, which is essentially a government job. Now, the, you will enter as a level four in the Western Australian Police Force, and as a result, your pay, <clears throat> your pay is seventy nine and a half thousand dollars a year, or that could go up to eighty three, maybe eighty four thousand dollars a year. So what? As a pipe major of the Western Australian Police Force, pipe ban, all sorts of incredible. Now go and check it out. We have already shared out the uh, where you can you know fill in your application form and everything. And like I said, this is available to people internationally. So if you do fill the criteria and you tick all the boxes, then yes, you can apply for this. And hi. You know, up sticks and move to Australia and be earning $84,000 a year playing bagpipes. Now, the mind just boggles. Now, I have to say, closing date for this opportunity, however, is the 19th of March, which is not that long away. So, yeah, but they are expecting quite a number of applications. Now, they do say that there is a, you know... There's an agreement there where you have to travel with the band and you can be, you know, working outside of ordinary business hours. Of course, you're going to be a pipe major of a band, so it will involve playing at various functions. And these functions aren't normally at 9 to 5 kind of thing. So, yeah, the role itself is to provide musical guidance to the Western Australian Police Pipe Band, taking responsibility for band performance practices and training schedules. I'm reading from the actual job description now, which is fascinating in itself. So, yes, go check that out. This is obviously a opportunity. Whoops, just dropped my recorder. It is an opportunity of a lifetime, one of which that I'm sure a lot of people will be very interested in. Either, you know, we just talked about, was it Robin? You know, Robin has, has, you know, she's went down there. I'm blethering now. But honestly, what an incredible opportunity to go to Australia, play bagpipes and get paid for it and play and, and possibly one of the best, you know, police pipe bands that I'm aware of from Australia. Definitely worth checking out. So there you go. We have uploaded that. Of course, it's all up there on the Rab Show Facebook page. You can go and check it out. Your application process, where it needs to go to, your deadlines, blah, blah, blah. All of that information, as always, is always up there on the big Rab Show Facebook page. Ba-boom. There you go. Okay, right. Time to fly on, actually. <sighs> Each and every week, we get to this point, and I normally get myself a big cup of tea, and it's time for Topic of the Week. But I want to ask you guys a question just before we get to Topic of the Week. Do you guys think the podcast is getting too long? We do, We have had a number of responses from people on Twitter, namely, saying that our podcast is too long and that you have to listen to it on 2x or 5x just to get through it because you haven't enough time to sit and listen to all the pipe and news and all that nonsense. So, you guys, let us know. Like we've said before... This is your show. We are the show for the piping folk. And you guys listening right now, you're the piping folk. So you control the podcast. If you do believe that there is too much in the way of piping news and you just want us to focus on topics of the week, for example, or something like that, you know, if you want us to streamline it a bit and maybe not give out so many announcements and blah, 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 all of that. If there's anything that you guys think that the podcast could do better or do worse or whatever, if anything at all that you guys have commentary, suggestions, all that sort of stuff, please email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, one such person did just that, good friend of the show, actually, and suggested a topic of the week. And hey, it's time for me to get a big cup of tea. It's time 
for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you. With a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. A1 Embroidery and Printing. Producing some merchandise for some of the top bands in the piping game, such as Phil Marsh and Montgomery, St. Lawrence Atul, and ourselves, The Big Rab Show. For all of your embroidery and printing needs, they have some extremely high-quality garments, such as hats, beanies, t-shirts, hoodies, soft-shell jackets, you name it, they can print it. If your band is on the lookout for some exclusive merchandise offers, then contact them direct on their social media, A1 Embroidery and Printing. Check them out on Facebook. A1 Embroidery and Printing. If you can think it, they can print it. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. Time for Topic of the Week. And you know what? I love that big cup of tea. <laughs> awesome stuff. And oh, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, did you hear that? Shout out to our new sponsors, by the way. We've got some new advertisers. Yeah. Shout out to A1 and, of course, the British Drum Company. You guys are awesome! Awesomeness! Awesome, awesome, awesomeness. So, yeah, thank you guys. Alright, on to this week's topic of the week. Now, this was all off the back of an email that we received from good friend of the show, Mr. Jim Williamson. Jim, you legend! Now, why is Jim Williamson a legend? Well, number one, Jim Williamson and I were, obviously, we're NFL fans, and we were watching the Super Bowl, and Jim says to me, hey, if the Chiefs win, I'm going to send you a t-shirt, and I kind of laughed, I thought, well, okay, grand, if the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl, yeah, sure, send me a shirt, and um, 
you guys all know I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, and I thought, hey, the, the Chiefs may not win this. I, I'm not going to get a shirt. And I won't have to wear it and be all embarrassed and say, I'm a Bills fan, but I'm wearing a Chiefs shirt. Well, hey, they won the Super Bowl, and Jim actually did send me the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl winning t-shirt. So thank you, Jim. And yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen the photos by now. And we've done a bit of a Facebook live stream as well to prove to Jim that I actually wore the thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hashtag go Bills wearing, wearing a, a Chiefs shirt. Uh, but yes, Jim is an absolute legend. Thank you, Jim, for sending me that T-shirt, mate. I'm very, very happy with it. Thank you very much. Uh, but also, he suggested a possible topic of the week. He sent us in an email here, and uh, he actually titles it, Not Sure If This Is A Full-Blown Topic Of The Week Idea. So let's get into it, Jim, shall we? Now, you may have guessed by the title of this week's episode whether we talk about this topic or not, so it is what it is. Jim Williamson goes on to say, "Uh, Dear Rab, I don't know if this is a full-blown topic of the week idea, but it occurred to me as I was listening to the Up to the Line podcast. Yeah, Up to the Line. Awesome stuff. A question the host had sparked that the host had asked had sparked this idea he asked the nice woman he was interviewing if she ever had to take a self-taught student and break them down and bring them back to the beginning disclaimer this may only be an issue over in the united states i don't know about that jim that has happened quite a few times here in the uk i have personal experience of this myself anyway he goes on to say uh, when I first started playing, I got free lessons from my local band. Understand that at that time I knew nothing. I figured a pipe band was a pipe band was a pipe band. I was rushed through the learning of my scale, G Grace Notes and Scott's Way Hey. Then I was handed music for about seven other tunes. I needed to learn them if I was going to march on St. Patrick's Day. That was the goal. Having me and two other learners on the street on St. Patrick's Day. And we made it. We marched and played and swashbuckled on our kilts. I thought I was a real piper, but I wanted to compete. And this band didn't compete. Three years later, when I joined my nearby competition band, it took about 14 minutes for me to realise that I was terrible. I continued to practice at the table, chander, you know, the chander table with the band for about 20 or 30 minutes each week. And I, along with some other learners who were coming up, worked with the senior band member on some very simple tunes. The point was not playing the tunes, but rather cleaning up fingerwork and technique. I'd been playing for three years, so I was pretty embarrassed that I wasn't better than I was. I was told that I had a slew of bad habits, that I had never been corrected in my previous band, and that I needed to relearn nearly everything if I wanted to get into the competition circle. I was assured I was improving, and that I would get into the circle with lots of practice. Eventually, I did. But I learned something very valuable. New players need to know what they're getting themselves into. If they don't, it's not good for them, and it's not good for the band. If a person wants to be in what I refer to as a... and giggles... Yeah, in other words, an up-for-the-crack street band. <laughs> That's fine. This is usually a low-pressure, high-socializing, high-social setting. Uh, you play on St. Patrick's Day, you play on Memorial Day, you play on a handful of local gigs each year, but that person needs to know that the odds of the band making them any better than being able to play Scotland the Brave over and over and over again are not very high. 
That band's big goal may be to simply put pipers on the street. You may end up playing the same seven tunes until you pack your pipes up and shove them under your bed. On the flip side, a person who wants to be in a competitive pipe band needs to know what they're getting into as well. A higher standard, greater expectations, bigger tune repertoire and looming possibility of being cut on the day. But there's also a huge payoff. That first time you win a prize, nothing better than having a good body of work and earning an upgrade. There's plenty of beer as a member of this band too. (laughs) Yes, there is, Jim. But it's about a lot more than just time in the beer tent. I guess my topic idea is something like how do we as pipers and drummers go about finding the band that's a good fit, not just for us but for the band? Are you a street band kind of piper? Or do you have an eye on helping your band take home some silverware? And what can you do as a player? In addition, what can bands do to make sure they don't mislead someone who just moved to the area and wanders into the band hall one night and asks to join up? Jim says, I don't know if this makes any sense at all. Jim, it makes perfect sense. Absolute perfect sense. And if anything, I have first-hand experience of this myself. Obviously, as being a lead drummer in my time in the competitive world, I have had people walk in off the street who have said to me, I've been snare drumming now for 10 years. I know what I'm doing. Uh, You guys say you need drummers. Of course we need drummers. Come on in. You're welcome. And the guy sits down at the table. And yeah, here's your drum pad. Here's a pair of sticks. And he holds the sticks wrong. And everyone's looking. What way is he holding those? Okay, so he holds them wrong, fair enough. Uh, So we start going through some rudiments and the very first thing out of his mouth and says, "Uh, what's a rudiment? And I'm not joking. Uh, We did say, right lads, we'll go through our rudiments here first before we get into our sets, which was normally how we would warm up each night. You know, we would sit and we'd play Mummy Daddy's Paradiddles, Triplets, all that. You know, we would go through all of the usual barebone basic stuff just to get the hands moving a bit. And, um... Yeah, this guy actually said to us, uh, what's a rudiment? And we said, oh, you know, like, paradiddles and stuff. And the guy's like, well, what? What's a paradiddle? I said, you know, do you know how to play flam fives and drags and roughs? And the, what? The guy had not a clue what we were talking about. And eventually we got it out from him where he had been playing for this past 10 years. And it was, in fact, in a street band, or as we call it, road band, or I'm sure what you guys would call it internationally, possibly a service band or stuff like that. Yeah, he was a street performer, part of a road band that we call here. And yeah, had been playing in this road band for years. And was essentially self-taught. Whenever we sat down and we started playing like standard mass band scores for 4-4s and 3-4s and stuff. Things that we would play in the March past, you know, like big 6-8s and stuff like that. You know, we sat down, tried to walk through these scores with this guy. And as much as we tried, it was... It was very clear that this guy needed to be wound back to the very beginning and taught what a, what a rudiment was and how to hold sticks. And it was almost as if this guy's career worth of 10 years of drumming was for nothing and it was heartbreaking. And at that moment, I felt so bad for the guy. Um, you know, everyone in the core was nothing but encouraging to the fella. You know, we were all trying to take him under our wing kind of things. You know, don't worry about it. You know, in a few weeks... They'll get these scores down, you know, no problem to you. 
you know, to put, you know, we all knew essentially that it was going to be a huge learning curve for this guy who has 10 years worth of bad habits of holding sticks wrong and playing what he thought was drum scores, but nothing close to it. So, yes, as you can imagine, that was quite heartbreaking uh, for that person and uh, that individual, but also for a lot of the guys around us as well who really liked him. He was a pretty cool character, and we loved to have him in the band hall. He was great crack, actually. He kept us in great stories. Um, but, unfortunately, the playing was just not there. And no matter of amount of practice uh, over the next, what, we think we had six months with him before the season started, and it was just not going to happen. So, unfortunately, he didn't come back to practice, and he didn't continue trying to go down the lines of playing competitively and I think to this day is still playing with his service band. So I guess Jim an incredibly interesting topic and it's one that affects pipers it also is one that affects drummers as you've just heard my own personal experience of this and um, yeah I figured I can give you guys some advice whenever it comes to choosing a pipe band which is actually a really interesting topic. Now for a lot of us living around the world, the number one thing top of the pile, top of the heap, when considering what band to join, it has to be geography. Geography, location, just where is that band based? Now that is obviously the top of everyone's pile when they come to look at choosing a band obviously if you have a choice between playing at the band who's five minutes down the road from you or five hours down the road from you it's a no-brainer you know you go to the one who's on your doorstep normally that's what happens and that's how people get pulled into the piping world is they go to the band who's on their doorstep however that band who's on your doorstep may not be the band for you and there's we're going to get into the woods here as to the reasons why whenever you're considering joining a pipe band you really need to consider your viewpoint on the bagpiping world just like jim said in his email there do you want to continue playing the same seven tunes over and over and over again and never really progressing i'm not saying that's a bad thing however is your viewpoint on the bagpiping world from a competitive angle where you want to achieve, get better, win prizes, all that stuff? Or do you want to just perform? Be part of that kind of, I don't know, there was an article published not too long ago actually, pipesdrums.com, about how a piper was playing in the top flight in grade one and actually stepped away from it and then decided after he retired from his day job and work that he wanted to get back into the piping world. However, he didn't go back to the competitive world. He went to what he called a performing band. And as a result, has just had the time of his life. So I guess it's what you make of it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's whatever you want to get from the bagpiping world. Now, whenever you're considering joining a pipe band, there are a number of things that you need to look at. Number one is location. Number two is the standard of playing in that pipe band and their own vision and goals. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because if you have a band who's five minutes from your door and they're not a competitive band and they're a road band or a performance band and all they do is they play on St. Patrick's Day or they play on Memorial Day weekend and that's it. They don't go out the door any other time, any other time at all. They maybe play the odd funeral, maybe the odd pub gig and stuff and that's it. They go up there, they play... 
a Cajun Grace and the Scotland the Brave and woo, I'm a piper and you go home again. Do you know, for some people, it's a night out, play a few tunes, get a night's crack, a few beers. Hey, what's not to love? And if anything, for a lot of people, that can be a big thing. Now, as far as performance bands as well, there are other things to consider, uh, such as travel. A lot of these bands actually involve international travel. You can travel far and wide around the world, actually performing at various different tattoos and stuff, and never see a guy with a clipboard. So you can go to China, Japan, Hong Kong, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, all sorts of places all around the world, and the huge... (laughs) Tattoo circuit, there's all sorts of different international events that are crying out for pipers and drummers. And yeah, people do actually join performance bands for that very reason, for international travel, to have that experience of playing bagpipes, say, in Moscow, or to play in Berlin and stuff like that. You know, to have those experiences are second to none. You know, and honestly, I know a lot of pipers here, even in Northern Ireland as well, you know, with our competitive scene the way it is. I know a lot of players who retire from the competitive scene and just play in performance bands. And they travel the world, go on to various tattoos and gigs and big concerts and things and have the time of their life. So you need to get yourself some perspective. If you're going to play with a performance band, you're not actively going to be trying to improve. What you're going to be trying to do is reach a certain standard and stay there. You're not going to move any further. Once you've learned that band's repertoire, that's it. That's it. And each and every year will be the same. If you've learned that you know, particular set list, your musical director may add a tune here and there, remove one here and there, but essentially it's the same. And that's what it's about. You're there to reach a certain level and stay there. And if that level is just good enough to get a tone out of them things, just good enough to squeak away through Highland Cathedral one time. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I'm sure you've all seen these bands. You've probably witnessed them all firsthand. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now who play in performance bands and say, come on, Rab, give us more credit. Well, to be honest, yes, a lot of the performance bands out there can be simply brilliant. I know a lot of bands out there who just play gigs such as that. One such band comes to mind is the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Those kids just play concerts and gigs every year, and as well as being featured in tattoos and things. And those guys have the time of their life. And the standard is absolutely insane. And I've said this time and time again. But yeah, they can be classed as a service band. But yeah, you need to consider to yourself, is winning trophies, is constantly improving your performance all the time, is that something that you really want to aim for? Do you want to be constantly striving, learning and improving on your musicianship? Is musicianship important to you? You know, do you want to go up there and play well and be actually really impressive if you want? Or does the performance part not really mean that much because, hey, it's the general public and to them, a set of pipes is a set of pipes. Do you know what I mean? Uh, So I guess it is what you make of it. Number one, the location. Number two, the goals. Your own personal goals are one thing, but also the goals of the band. Does that band want to go and win Spikey at the Worlds in Grade 1? Or does that band just want to go and play in St. Patrick's Day and drink a few pints? You know... 
different things, different strokes for different folks, I guess. And, well, I have to say, if you want to go down to the, you know, traveling performance band, then have at it, have the best time, go for it. Also, if you want to go down to the competitive line, have at it, go for it, you know, why not? Uh, But I have to say... Another thing that comes into play then whenever choosing a pipe band, be it a competitive band or performance band, is you need to make sure that it's enjoyable. Now, the reason I'm saying this, and this could be quite controversial, a lot of people will probably disagree with me. I've had experience playing in all levels. I've been all the way from grade 4B to grade 1, and there's been various different experiences along the way with all of these different bands. Number one... For me, in joining any pipe band, and I know a lot of people probably disagree with me, but you have to have fun doing it. If I can go into a band hall, for a, a brand new band, for example, if I walk in through the door at a brand new band hall that I don't know anyone, and if I'm having a laugh within the first hour or two, yeah, within the first couple of hours of band practice, if I'm laughing and enjoying myself, then for me, that's a winner. Honestly, but there has been some band halls that I've walked through that are extremely high pressure. Uh, You know, it's all about the work. It's all about the musical performance and the integration. And we're not getting the right tone here, lads. And we need to work on this. And it's extremely high pressure. And there's no laughing involved. And it's extremely serious. I have been in that position before. And it's not a pleasant place to be. And to be honest, for me, that's what's important. Whenever I'm playing on a pipe band, I need to have a laugh. I need to have that kind of... I don't know what it is. You know, I work all day. (laughs) When I come home and I lift the sticks and I go to band practice, I don't want to have to work again. I want to be able to enjoy my playing. Do you know what I mean? And I have to say, well, actually, when I was playing again there for the first time in a long time with the guys at North Texas, I had the best crack with those guys and just laughed my leg off the whole time. It was so much fun. And, hey, the tunes that we played, too, were great as well. The music we played was great fun, and the laugh we had was even better. And that's what I think that counts for a lot. You need to kind of get your own perspective and what you count as enjoyment. I know some people who thrive on stressful environments that they need to kind of really bog down and work dang hard on this respect and make sure the phrasing's right and every single point and everything needs to be phrased correctly and on tone or on time, metronomic time. Uh, come on, everything needs to be perfect. You know, do you know what I mean? Whereas I go to band practice and yes, I need to have that work there. I need to work. I need to be able to, you know, work on a performance and get it better. And obviously I'm not there just to kind of laugh and joke around and, you know, not do anything. But I need that happy medium. I need to be able to say, yeah, I can go into the band hall and put in a good night's work and actually get some kind of an improvement by the end of the night. But also I want to go in there and have the best crack with everyone because essentially these guys are going to be you know my mates for this competitive season so you want to get along with them so i don't know is that a factor for you whenever you're considering a band do you thrive in high stress environments where you know striving for that ultimate goal of lifting first prize every weekend is that your number one concern or do you want to go along and get along with your bandmates have a bit of a laugh and yes enjoy the tunes you're playing and work hard on them and all the rest but you also want to be able to crack open a beer with the guy next to you do you know what i mean so i have had experience of both 
Worlds being the one who is seen as the party band and uh, yeah, drinking on the bus and everyone singing and dancing in the beer tent but coming flat last every week. And also there's the other ones who are ultra highly competitive winning every week but yet I still don't know the name of the drummer who plays on the wing uh, or who that other piper was and who, you know, I, I, I didn't know anybody's name. You know, and I was playing in that band for a full season and I still didn't know anybody. It was very weird. But anyway, I did have experience of both. So that is something to consider when thinking about choosing a band. Yeah, believe it or not, that is quite an interesting one to look at. Yeah, what do you want to gain from being a part of the band? Do you want to get along with your mates and all that sort of stuff? Or do you just want to win prizes? It's up to you. Also, when considering playing in a pipe band, and this is possibly the last thing that I have when considering joining a pipe band, is will it give you a sense of pride? Now, that is something that, believe it or not, it's intangible. It's not something that you can measure. You can be playing for the grade 4B band playing at the bottom of the pile and coming last every week. But you could still have incredible pride putting on your uniform every weekend. And actually feel proud to tell people that you play for that band. And that's something that, really, like I said, it's intangible. You can't really measure it. If you know what I mean. You can't consider, if I join this band, will I feel proud to be a part of it? And that's something, honestly, you don't know until you walk through the door. Whenever you actually get a feeling for what happens behind that door at the band hall and you see the work that's being put in, is that something you can feel proud of? Or even if you're a part of a performance band and you go on stage and you put on a blistering performance and you walk off of there full of adrenaline and you think, hey guys, what an incredible show. We really knocked it out of the park. Will that give you pride that night walking home from that gig or driving home or whatever and you've still got your band uniform on and you can tell your mates yeah i did that you know i was on that stage and i thumped out that tune and it sounded amazing and you know fill you full of pride believe it or not it is a human thing that we do want to feel good about what we do and pride yes as much as it is one of the I think it's one of the sins isn't it seven deadly sins but honestly <laughs> You know, it is something that we would like to feel once we have achieved something in the bagpiping world that we can feel proud. I have spoken to many members before of big grade one bands, grade two bands, three bands, grade four, whatever. And I've spoken to them before and asked them why or what they feel whenever they put the uniform on. Do you know what I mean? Ask them. Number one. What's it like to be able to pull that kilt on and be able to tell people, hey, I play for Boghall, I play for Field Marshal, or I play for Ravara or Klaus Kelt, or you know what I mean? I play for Glasgow Sky, Loman and Clyde, whoever. Do you know what I mean? Pulling that uniform on and then you're telling people, yes, I play for Inverarian District, you know, or I play for North Lanarkshire Schools or Lothian and Borders or Glenrothesan District. You know what I mean? It's, are you... Honestly, feel do you feel a sense of pride telling people what band you play for? And to me, honestly, that should be a factor whenever choosing a pipe band. Now, the reason why that's in there is because if you are reluctant to tell people where you're playing and you don't feel a sense of pride, then why are you doing it? <laughs> why are you doing it? I know a lot of people out there who would actually hide who they're playing with. And whenever you ask them, they go, oh, 
Hello there, Johnny, whatever, Johnny, whatever your name is. Um, who, who are you playing with this season? And they go, oh, yeah, you don't want to know, man. You don't want to know. I said, yeah, do you want Who are you playing with? Oh, come on, tell me. No, no, I can't tell you. No, no, I'm sure you'll see me. You'll see me out there. But, come on. You know, honestly, I'm very surprised when it happens. Most people do come around and go, oh, yeah. I'm playing for a McDonald Memorial and I'm having the best time. It's a brilliant crack. Oh, I'm playing for Battle Hill at the minute. It's a brilliant, it's a great band. Or I'm playing for Tamlet Acrylic and I'm having the time of my life. It's great. Most times, nine times out of ten, people are more than happy to tell you where they're playing and, you know, how things are going. It's going great guns and we're having the best time. Pride does actually play a part when throwing on a uniform and playing in a pipe band. You need to be able to say to yourself... Will I be full of pride playing with these guys? Or will I actively want to hide myself in a cupboard? Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because some performance bands out there might not be the best. And a lot of the guys out there who would play for these not-the-best bands would actively not tell you who they play for. So, are you playing in a band for the right reasons? Do you know what I mean? Whenever you were considering joining that band, did you say to yourself, oh, I would love to play there, you know, actually, you know, be something actively I would love to do. So that is something worth considering whenever you want to join a pipe band or you're choosing a pipe band to play with. That's my list. Location is number one, top of the pile, obviously. If you feel you can travel to band practice five hours a week, then great, have at it great stuff for maybe skype lessons or the future uh, or perhaps the, the band five minutes down the road but always whenever considering a band not just on location you need to consider your goals whether you want to win and improve and do all the competitive stuff or you just want to play scotland the brave and cajun grace and go home and have a few pints um also you need to know if you're going to have the crack or not or if it's going to be a whole ball of stress do you know what i mean you need to know what kind of environment you thrive in whether you want to go down to band practice have a laugh and go home or you want a happy medium where you have a laugh do a wee bit of practice and a bit of work and then go home or just get shouted and yelled at by your lead tipper or your pipe major all night and go home absolutely stressed out of your mind. Or, yes, the last one. Do you feel a sense of pride playing for the band that you've chosen? That's one thing that you really need to consider when looking at a band. Also, Jim, you asked the question, what can bands do? Well, bands these days now are involved in social media. And that's one thing that pipe bands can do better. I feel, and that's put themselves out on social media and advertise themselves as entities. Here we are, we are here, and this is what we do. Now, if you are advertising yourself as a road band or a service band and all the rest, you need to tell people that very same fact. No, we don't compete. This is what we do. We play at concerts, we go home, and vice versa. If you're a competitive band, you need to tell the person, your potential person who's joining, this is what we do. We're a competitive band. We aim to win prizes and yeah that's i think openness and honesty at the very outset needs to be king if you are a learner a beginner and you are in the minefield of choosing which pipe band to play with 
Perhaps you don't have the same luxury as we have here in the UK, where you throw a stone and you'll hit a pipe band hall. Uh, but <laughs> that's honestly the truth. I think within a two-mile radius of my house, I can think of four different pipe bands, which is crazy. Um, but that's very much the case in all of Northern Ireland. We're surrounded with pipe bands. Uh, same in Scotland and probably the rest of the UK as well. Uh, but I'm sure internationally, especially the States, you are pretty much restricted with geography. So geography plays a huge factor. But obviously... You know, with the internet and all the rest and international playing being a thing now, it is becoming more and more common that people from the United States can come and play in a band in Scotland and vice versa. Hell, I just played for North Texas last year. I thought that would never happen. But it did. Rab went to Stone Mountain and it was all possible. And yeah, so yeah, the internet's a thing. And it's possibly eliminated all of that. So I think what bands can do is be open and honest with their membership and say, this is what we are. We play on St. Patrick's Day. We play on Memorial Day weekend. And that's it. We don't do anything else. We maybe do the odd thing around Christmas. That sort of stuff. But that's it. You know, as far as playing at the World Championships, that's never going to happen. So if you want to do that, perhaps go somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? So there you go. Guys, I hope that's been an interesting topic of the week for you. I've certainly enjoyed that thought process, to be honest, because myself, I'm currently, uh, as they say, in between bands. Uh, Well, not really. I'm still kind of with the guys at North Texas. I've been footering, as they say, in Northern Ireland with various drum scores, but I haven't seen any of the guys in North Texas in ages. And obviously, I've been learning how to pipe as well with the guys at Tully Lagan. So, yeah, I've been doing the piping thing i've been doing the drumming thing and i'm getting the best of both worlds at the moment so will i take the plunge and actually lift the sticks with a band or will i take the plunge and lift the pipes with a band this incoming year i don't know to be honest i honestly don't know so yes 2020 season is around the corner and um yeah whenever you're shopping (laughs) to potentially join a band for either the remainder of this season or the start of next. These are the things that you may want to consider. Hmm. An interesting topic of the week, Mr. Jim Williamson. Thank you so much for your suggestion. And to you guys out there, if you do have a particular suggestion for a topic of the week or have any commentary on anything that we've discussed on this week's podcast, then please do email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Don't forget to send us in your voicemails as well. We've had a real drought on the voicemail front so feel free send us in a voicemail we'd love to hear you guys out there and believe it or not the competition season's not that far around the corner so we do have some special preview episodes being planned at the moment our 2020 season preview is coming believe it or not uh, so yeah plus we have all sorts of crazy concert stuff to come through we have uh McDonald Memorial has a concert, we have Tully Lagan's concert, we have Klaus Kelts coming up as well. There's a lot of amazing content coming your way and there's never been a better time to sign up to Patreon. I know I keep punching that dead horse, don't I? But yeah, you need to sign up to Patreon and be part of the Patreon faithful. For five bucks a month, you get your hands on tons of extra stuff that never sees the light of day, that never comes here to the podcast, that never goes to our Fuse FM radio show, that never ever hits our social media in fact it's possibly so locked down it's ridiculous uh, but yeah 
you guys over there on Patreon, you know what's behind the paywall. So, yeah, for five bucks a month, you can be safe in the knowledge that you're supporting one of your favorite pipe band podcasts, but you're also getting tons of extra stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> as well as episodes of Rab Show Plus exclusive interviews. We're very proud of our Patreon, in case you haven't guessed. Okay. In case you haven't done so already, please do click subscribe on our podcast so each and every week you'll get a little bang to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. So each and every week you can get caught up in all the latest news and views around the piping world as always. Don't forget, check us out at thebigrabshow.com and all the special promotions we have ongoing with Rhythm Monster and Piper's Dojo and all that goodness. And until next week, guys, we'll see you right here in the Rab Show podcast. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of your merch and to be kept up to date with all the news, views and chat throughout the week. Also, check us out on Patreon and become some of the Patreon faithful for loads of extra content for just $5 a month. Until next time, guys, thanks for checking out the Rab Show podcast, and we'll see you all next week. All the best. <laughs>